So a number of funny things happen when you start winning, and we bring that up in the fast lane. Of course, I don't know if we're winning. I've gotten grief because uh, it took a while to do an InsaneRadioDeals.com fast take. Thanks for the feedback out there at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But uh, on Lynchburg baseball and getting to this particular point where they are in the Division Three college baseball championships, uh, similarly known to the College World Series. No, unfortunately, it's not being played at the Field of Dreams venue in Iowa, in Iowa, but it is in Cedar Rapids, which is still a really nice ballpark. And that is one of the angles to this. But the other is that cliche, and we love using cliches or quotes or things of that nature when there's actually a purpose to doing so. And pressure creates opportunities. And the blessing of pressure is that you have an opportunity that has been presented to you. And we bring that up in the fast lane because Lucas Jones, head baseball coach for the University of Lynchburg Hornets, has that opportunity with his team. They're in the College World Series. To some, it's known as the Division Three College Baseball Championships, which starts this coming Friday out in Iowa. Uh, Lucas, first of all, we appreciate your making time for us in the fast lane. At what point during the season, or has there never really been a point in this season where pressure has been the operative word that your team has felt? Well, first, thank you again for having me. It certainly, like you said, is a, is a great opportunity as you continue to progress throughout the season to, to have interviews and conversations like this because it means your team is having some, some success at the highest level. So we are fortunate to still be playing and uh excited about being out here in Iowa, but uh, you, you mentioned pressure and, and, you know, we've talked quite a little bit about it, you know, especially over the last couple of years where we've, we've been to a regional and just haven't been able to kind of get over that regional hump to then finally this year, be able to do that in advance to a super regional last weekend and, and obviously win it. But we're, we're all kind of dealing with that pressure. You know, even the opposing team certainly has pressure on them, you know, to try and perform to that highest level. So, we're not the minority when we come out to the field and, and, you know, try and put forth the, you know, the best execution and the best possible scenarios to, to put us in a position to win. And, and so is our counterpart. So we kind of look at that as a collective, you know, opportunity. And, and it's just, you know, a matter of these points of the season and this point of the season, just being able to, you know, try and play your best baseball, try and put, you know, our guys in the best position to again, be, be, successful on the field when people think of this run for the university of lynchburg baseball team and obviously coach jones i know you would love for there to be more things they think of in a good way in the future but up to this point it's been the way the game ended this past saturday over at city stadium and getting the come from behind victory with the home run in the eighth and the closeout in the ninth inning but getting to that point when you guys won that game how much did your mind flash back to what got you in this program to that spot yeah, I mean, certainly uh, there's a lot of, of, of gratitude, a lot of, of, of effort and hard work uh, when we inherited the job, I think, you know, six years ago and, and kind of where the program was and, and having this ideal that, you know, idea that, you know, we want to get to this point and how do we do that and building that culture and then the foundation of, you know, getting, getting players in here that kind of met our expectations on the field from a skill set perspective and, Along the way to that, building that culture that has that championship mindset. You know, those, those types of things certainly cross your mind. Um, honestly, the biggest thing once we realized after we won the Super Regional that, oh, crap, we're going to Iowa was, oh, my gosh, logistical nightmare that it probably takes to get out there and to travel. And 
So that was kind of what was going on in my mind of, oh, my gosh, how do we plan this trip and um, what's that going to look like? So enjoying that moment was certainly part of it, but part of it was like, all right, on to this this last phase to, to see what we can do and how do we get the heck out there. With all due respect to our friends at the airport in Lynchburg, I don't think there are too many direct flights from Lynchburg to Iowa or any direct <laughs> flights in general into Iowa, I would imagine. No, yeah, we were we had two different groups flying out of Raleigh and one flying out of Richmond. We all met in Chicago and then bussed yesterday to uh, Cedar Rapids, which is about a three-and-a-half-hour bus ride. So, yeah, the uh, – Again, it took a lot of, of effort and um, a lot of strategy to, to get us out here. And now that we're out here, I think that's where we can kind of breathe and, and say, all right, this is like a normal road trip now. We're on a bus, busing to and from the venue and feeding the guys and kind of preparing for you know our opponent and that type of thing. Lucas Jones with us here in the fast lane, the University of Lynchburg head baseball coach discussing their run to what's now the Division Three College World Series starting this Friday evening out in Iowa. And coach, uh, you know, getting to this point, you guys head into the eighth inning before Avery Neves hits the two-run homer. You're trailing in that moment. What was the vibe like within the dugout before that homer? I would say, I mean, first of all, you know, our opponent is somebody we know very well in those situations, and so we had played a lot of tough, tough, tight games with them. I think up until that point before the weekend, I think in the last 11 times we had faced them, um, you know, it was like seven or eight games had been decided by two or three runs or less, which is kind of bonkers to think about. So. Going in, we, we certainly knew that, you know, in these types of scenarios with that offense and that team, that it was going to be, you know, a tight game. Um, so I don't never necessarily think that we ever really felt like, man, we can't win this game. I think we felt, you know, pretty, um, not to say overmatched, but Jacob Bell, their starter, did a great job of mixing pitches and, and really didn't get a whole lot of loud swings off of him, a couple here and there, and, and maybe a tight situation for him once or twice. So I think you know, our mindset was more about just trying to draw up this pitch count to see if we could get into the bullpen, and not that they are light by any means, but just maybe seeing a different look and somebody that, okay, has not been in the game for, for seven innings, six, seven innings, and, and has had some success. Maybe if we get to somebody new, um, we were fortunate there in the eighth inning where they did bring in a reliever and, and we were just able to, you know, maximize on some pitches and, and get that big hit from Avery. So, yeah, I never really felt like our team was felt like at that point in the season, 50 games in, we were out of it by any stretch. But there was definitely some frustration of not being able to get to Jacob. But that also goes to his ability to, to command the strike zone and, there's a reason why he's an all-conference, all-region pitcher in our in, in our area. How do you, and more importantly, how do your players know when to take advantage of an opportunity like you guys got in the bottom of the eighth inning to get a runner on and then to get the go-ahead two-run homer without being forceful of it in a sport where guys have their favorite pitches and things that they can make contact with or do a little bit more with better than other pitches? Well, I think, you know, the, the – the key in that part of the conversation is who is doing it, right? Ben Jones, a freshman, um, had a significantly impactful bat leading up to the home run. I think he it was like eight, nine, maybe ten pitch at bat. He fouled off three or four uh, two-strike pitches to then kind of get that um, 
you know, single place perfectly off the bag to, to get the base runner that we needed. But we also always kind of say, uh, you know, elite players in these situations have to play elite. And Avery is certainly an elite player being a back-to-back first-team All-American and, and the reigning ODAC player of the year and uh, a guy that has been pitched around quite a bit. I think he leads the country in walks. And so being able to find a pitch to drive this year has been a little bit more difficult for Avery um, than maybe even in the years past. And so the numbers aren't quite as high in terms of what he's done, but that's understandable based on his, um, you know, Superman numbers uh, the two previous seasons. So the ability to kind of come up and, and be able to drive a ball like that as an elite player doing elite things in those situations, just like Zach Potts, just like Brandon Pond, just like Jack Batchmore, they're elite on our team. Our guys know that. Their numbers show that. And so for those guys to do what they're able to do, in this stretch run here leading up to this series, um, that that's a big significant factor in that. Uh, you know, if your elite guys don't, you know, if they don't perform to that elite level at this time of year, uh, it's going to be hard to win. And, of course, the ability to close the game out. You mentioned Jack Baxmore, the uh, save in that one, number 13 of the year for the University of Lynchburg baseball team. Our audience in the fast lane will really get on me if I don't ask this question. Is he closer to the Kenny Powers type personality or is he closer to the Mariano <laughs> Rivera type personality? You know, Batch is his own unique man. I, I couldn't really compare him to anybody other than to himself. He's um, he, he has shown more emotion, I would say, in the last part of this season than I probably have ever seen him show in terms of just getting big outs or coming off the field with some excitement. He's usually pretty um, cerebral, pretty uh, introverted when it comes to those types of reactions and kind of stoic in a way. So it's been cool to kind of see that 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 part of his personality come at, come out. And I think probably part of that is just knowing, hey, this is kind of the back end of his college career and just wanting to embrace and enjoy every moment um, left of that. But certainly along those moments, there's been some really big pitches and some really big spots that he, you know, other than maybe one or two outings this year, um, he's pretty much had his uh, fair share of success. I think he's 8-1 and one with 13 saves, leaves the country and uh, saves. He's top 10 in the country in ERA, uh, just received a first-team All-American um, recognition yesterday from E3 Baseball, and then the other big one uh, will be announced tonight at the ABCA, so hopefully you know, he'd be considered for that based on what he's done this year as well. So, yeah, I don't – Kenny Powers is probably not in his in his wheelhouse. Uh, say maybe more closer than Mariano just has gone out and consistently done it throughout the, you know, the last uh, you know, five months. Yes. Well, we had to ask the question because Kenny Powers has become a cult hero of ours in the fast lane. (laughs) The word hero, by the way, is very loosely used just for those that are curious about that. Uh, But it is fun to touch on that. And it's been a fun run for the University of Lynchburg baseball team as their head coach, Lucas Jones, is with us here in the fast lane. Um, The other part and looking ahead now to what awaits out in Iowa in the Division Three World Series and overview of the format. It's much like Division One, where you've got the two pods of four and it's double elimination before a best of three championship series. But being able to navigate your way through that, Zach Potts and Brandon Pond, having both of those players on the mound, how crucial is it to have a couple of starters who can not only be innings eaters but be effective in that role and really put you guys on the forefront through this initial pod? 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, that's that's it. Um, you know, obviously you got to score runs and you got to handle the baseball at this level of the tournament, but your starting pitching is certainly going to be able to put you in a great position. And, and we have, you know, and then Wes Harrington really has kind of been our third starter, um, you know, for, for most of the year uh, as well. And so those three guys um, and their stuff and the fact that, you know, Zach and, and Wes are both true seniors. And then, you know, Brandon's a graduate student for us. I mean, you got a lot of starts between those three guys over the last four years. And, um, you know, specifically over the last three years, their, their freshman, sophomore year was, was the COVID year. But um, a lot of experience, a lot of success, and certainly guys that were very confident rolling out there in these situations to, you know, hopefully get us into that sixth, seventh type of situation where we do have batch at the back end that um, we just talked about has had significant success as well but yeah if you're you're getting short started or you're not having your best stuff on that particular day that doesn't mean you can't come out and win or find a way to win those games but it's going to be a lot more challenging um, and, and we've been fortunate again to have those those great starts over this last stretch. Lucas Jones stepping into the fast lane from Iowa where the University of Lynchburg Hornets are getting ready to begin their quest in the Division Three College World Series. Um, the other part to that, and you mentioned the agent experience for your pitching staff, how much does that show itself over the course of a season and especially in postseason play when they need to make adjustments as they get to the second time or third time facing a lineup and the other teams do that and – them having the patience that it may take the offense a while to make those adjustments, so it may be a little bit of a, a grind in the early portion of a game. Yeah, I think that that that, that significant contribution too comes from from Coach Beasley and Coach Solbach, who are kind of um, you know Bees is our associate head coach and, and pitching coach, but but uh, Coach Solbach is kind of like his right hand man, especially when calling games and making adjustments and preparing for our opponents. I mean, those guys are two of the best to, to do it. And so I think, you know, throughout a game, whether it's just selection of pitches, working with, you know, Zach or whoever's on the mound, you know, in those particular moments, being able to kind of make those adjustments throughout the game and, um, you know, has been key. I think, um, you know, again, some of the, the factors that play into it are behind the scenes. And, you know, again, Bees and Mike do a, an outstanding job getting our, our pitching staff ready to go. And so, yeah, I think in a game – um, you know, the ability to, like you said, make adjustments, the ability to, you know, if you don't have your best stuff that day to be able to kind of work through and, and maybe do something that, um, you know, is maybe not in your repertoire, but whether it's pitch to more contact, be able to kind of make pitches when you need to, turn some double plays, which we've been, you know, pretty good at all year. I think we're top one or two or, or maybe uh, top five in the country and turning double plays. So then that's, that's helpful, you know, as a pitcher as well, knowing you don't have to make the elite pitch all the time. Um, the hitters will get themselves out, but also defensively will make some plays behind them. It all ties into the desire to have a fast start to the Division Three College World Series this Friday in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and Lucas Jones, Lynchburg baseball coach with us here in the fast lane. Coach, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy it out in Iowa. Hopefully you're there for a while and have more travel logistics to keep planning and working out over the next few days. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, we've, we've had a couple days to, to kind of adjust and learn a little bit about Cedar Rapids and who's famous and grown up here and what they're known for. But hopefully we'll have a little bit more time to figure out a little bit more of the city, as you said, moving into uh, 
pod play tomorrow and, and hopefully beyond. Indeed. Lucas Jones with us here in the Fast Lane. Coach, thank you again for your time and uh, good luck. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Our pleasure. Lucas Jones with us here in the Fast Lane and a fun run and a fun story that they've been on throughout this run. And, you know, I think one of the things he touched on, and he mentioned it particularly in the pitching staff, but having three seniors. It goes twofold. One, there's the X's and O's part, or in baseball, it's more the strategy part, since you're not really calling timeouts and bringing everyone back to draw up plays, like in basketball, hockey, soccer, or football. But the other part is embracing the moment that you're in. Lynchburg baseball has been on a crescendo to get to this point, and they get there with winning the Super Regional here in Lynchburg over the last week, over Memorial Day weekend. But the fact that if you're not in the... If you've not been there a, a lot of years in a row, and we'll use lacrosse as an example, but the teams that competed for the championship there, Tufts and Salisbury, who knocked out Washington and Lee and Lynchburg, ironically, uh, from that sport. But those programs in that sport have been there forever. So as a fan of that particular program, you've got a lot of precedent that will be back. Lynchburg baseball would love to be back. It certainly is a goal. They have built themselves to this particular point, but it's why it's okay if you're a fan of that program or went to school there and have more pride for the University of Lynchburg than even just the baseball program. Take a moment. Embrace it. Feel good about it. And yes, give us a hard time. Fast Lane, Ned Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're back tomorrow afternoon. More of your feedback right here across the Virginia Talk Radio Network.